This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back guys to the Freedom Fighter Podcast, I hope you're all good, Uh, this is the first part of a conference that we just led, a day conference around Seek Ye First, our goal was to establish and explore the laws, the keys, the principles of God's kingdom around supply and provision, so that we can more consistently live by them, trust God uh, as we uh, enter into the, his rhythm of grace around the, the his laws of supply and provision. So I'm releasing these as four parts. Myself, Vince Gartland, Pastor Jim Gibson for Freedom City Church and Alan McClam from Christians Against Poverty uh, are, are sharing different sessions uh, and that really just, you know, all come together to really uh, give you a wee introduction to God's kingdom rules, principles of supply and provision. So be blessed as you're listening. I want to consistently experience God's supply. Does anybody else feel like that? They want to more consistently experience God's provision and live in it and trust in it and no be stressed, no be worrying about money, no be grasping for what we got, you know, no be living the way we've we've learned in the world. But to, to, to get this promise of and we'll get into this, but the promise of Jesus is seek first his kingdom, his, his, the rules, his, his principles and laws that govern his kingdom. Yeah. And everything else that those who don't know God are seeking after and running after and spending their life and they're wasting their health after will be added to us. And in the Greek it says abundantly added. Yeah. It's not just, oh, you know, this wee kind of miserly God is... He abundantly gives. Yeah. And so there's, there is a, there's a better way. Yeah. He invites us into a better way to live regarding our... Uh, and it, obviously it's living to give, but it's, 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 that touches our finances. That touches everything, the provision we need never in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited today. I'm asking for me, update me. I want, I want to be mind renewal. Yeah. I want to go to a higher place. So just open up with a wee bit of prayer. A wee bit of unburdening prayer. Because I know some of us will have traffic, frustrations, whatever the build up. And I love John's taught us, Augustine said, we need to be emptied of all that fills us so that we can be filled with what we're empty of. Beautiful. This is Warfare 101 when it comes to, you know, let's empty ourselves of the things that's consuming our hearts and minds so Father we just come God we take a breath in your presence God let me just pause We thank you that you promise us rest for our souls.
So God, we bring you our souls this morning. And they just become aware, God, of what's in them, what's filling them. God, do we name that stuff? We just help us to put words to it and name it. We thank you for your invitation that you say is come to me. So Lord, we come to you this morning with what's in our hearts. And God, we want to be emptied of the things that fill our hearts, the things things that are unhelpful, the things that are heavy, the things that bring restlessness rather than rest anything that's in the way of us receiving said you resist the proud but you give grace to the humble Lord we want your your divine ability we want your Lord that restful empowerment that that comes totally from your power so we humble ourselves and ask you for it Help us see with new eyes this morning, the day. We ask for hearts that are able to receive more than we've ever received. where there's error where there's pride where there's blindness I pray you bring light and a humility that can receive that you said that now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can ask think or even imagine 
according to the power that works in us. We ask for that expectancy of heart, God. That power that works in us, your power's in every one of us. We just, we, we ask for that anticipation, expectancy from the day, God, that you strengthen us, you update us, you take us higher, oh God, than we've ever been before. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. So, I'm just going to open up with a, with a scripture. And I'm, I've really got two things to say, but I've got things around it. So the name is Seek Ye First. And we're entitled to that from the scripture in Matthew 6. So the Sermon on the Mount. The Constitution of the Kingdom of God. Jesus delivers this amazing uh, sermon which really is like you know the constitution of charity tells you how, how, it, how it runs the legal laws, principles the kind of uh, framework basically of how it will operate and this Jesus addresses his, this sermon and it is the constitution of the kingdom of God we're telling us things that are so important and uh, so in and, and chapter 6, he's pointing out that don't worry about our lives, take no thought about them. Stop being anxious and worried about your life, what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. In our day and age, it's what you're going to wear, where you're going to stay, how you're going to pay your bills. You know, in our century, all the, all the, all the different demands and pressures upon us. And he, and he goes on to talk about the birds. He goes, look at the birds. The birds don't sow or reap. They don't what? Like that. And yet, your heavenly father, your heavenly father feeds them. And at home, are you no more worth more than them? Then he goes on to talk about what you're going to be wearing. Don't be worried and anxious about clothing because look at the, look at the lilies of the field. Learn, about, learn from how they grow. They don't toil. They don't l- l- hard work, work, work hard and get themselves all spun up. But yet, even Solomon and all his magnificence, his dignity, his grace, his abundance, wasn't he arrayed like one of these? <laughs> the message captures this in, in our language in a way that paraphrases this. Look at the birds. They're free. They're unfettered. They're not tied down to a job description. They're careless. Carefree in the care of God. And you count far more to God than the birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever get, get an inch taller? All this time and money wasted in fashion, do you think it makes that much of a difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the, the wildflowers. They never print their shop, but have you ever seen colour and design quite like it? The ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. <laughs> and if God gives such attention to the appearance of flowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you and take pride in you and do his best for you? 
So then he gets on to this verse. He says, uh, don't worry, don't be anxious, verse 31, about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. For the Gentiles, now, uh, some of you here will not know what that means, the Gentiles are those without God in the world. Simple. Those who don't have a knowledge of God, those who don't walk with God, those who don't think about God, they don't know anything about the supply and provision of God. So Jesus, it's no Matthew, it's Jesus that's saying this. Jesus is saying, don't you worry. Don't concern yourself with all these things. Yeah. For the, 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 those who are without God, that's, that's what their full lives are taken up with. Yeah. What they're going to get next. Strive, drive yourself. And, and with all, the, all the, the care that comes with that, the weight, the pressure that comes with that, he says, listen, the Gentiles, they, they seek after, they crave, and they diligently uh, uh, seek out all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well, do you know how he knows well that you need them? Yeah. And then he goes, this is a connection. He says, the Gentiles seek. The word seek here is, is to desire, to require, to, to desperately require. It's to make your goal. Attempt to get something. Make something your goal. Go after it. And he's saying, listen, instead of doing what they do, do this. Instead of doing that, do this. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his way of doing things. And all these things that those without God are seeking after will be added to you. I don't know what your relationship is like with that verse. I know we've all got a testimony and rela- a, a story of our relationship with money, a relationship with, with how we've grown with money over the years. Uh, but these words are... Here's the context. I'm on a, a beach uh, in France for my birthday. Vince took me away. He was very generous him. And, and the context was a family member said to me, Oh, a freebie. No, he, he said it sarcastically, but actually he was trying to, he was trying to say something. There was truth in it. There was criticism in it. There was a sense of, you're getting something for nothing. You're not earning that. So it, it doesn't, it, it, it feels like it's, it's, it's no, you, didn't, you don't deserve it. And I'm going, hmm. And then, so, then I get to, the, to France, and uh, the, we're on this beach, and Vince, uh, what, what I would have done, I would have, oh, I'd have held back for paying for something. And I noticed it in me. And I goes, I'm done with this. How many holidays have I ruined? How many uh, problems I've had in my marriage because of grasping? Because I'm holding too tightly to what I've got. Because I don't think I've got enough for that. If I don't, if I, if I can't give this. And uh, it's caused problems in my, it's caused problems in my, in holidays. Because I'm not being generous. Because of sphere. Um, so, in the, in the back of this, our, our friends uh, from America, they have been great friends to us. They paid for me and Linda to go to Dublin. Now, I'm crying out because I wanted the women, I want the women to get what we've got. And I met, I met John Eldridge and I said to him about it and he goes, can you get them to America? And I was like, eh? He goes, can you get them here in October? And I was thinking, eh, 
He goes, oh, I'll pay for it. We'll pay for it all. I was in tears. I just I burst out greetings when he said that. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I goes, good, eh? I, that, I just, my, the, the ball dropped me there. It was like the glass. I was carrying a glass vase. It just went, you can imagine. It was like my whole life just... You know, your Sunday paying 8,000 quid, basically. Now, I had ideas of who was going. Debbie was meant to go, different things. But God did the ideas of who he was sending at that time. And Jennifer was one. My wife, Linda, was one. And uh, others who went, Martin's wife. Um, but I've seen that, and I thought, that was absolutely blew me over. This guy's never asked me for a penny. He's actually invested there in my life. And then... And then the same thing happened in this, this year. They invited me, not just me and Linda this time, it was me, Linda, Martin, Tracy and Vince to the Lake District. And they, and they basically, they, it was all expenses paid again. Oh God, I, I mean, I felt like the wedding feast in Cana. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I understood, is this what generosity looks like? That you've just taken six, ga- six water pots that held 30 gallons each and multiplied them and, and g- gave 180 gallons. of That's what Jesus' miracle was. He showed and manifested his glory and his generosity at Cana. And uh, when I was at that Dublin, I thought, I, I thought that I, I'm, I'm, uh, I felt like I was at the wedding feast. That's what it felt like, the, the generosity, the extravagance of the gift. Yeah. And then it happened again. And then Vince took me away. And, and it really exposed, how generous are you, Derek? How, how, how much are you living by these things? Yeah. So you need to, to, to understand that answer to that, you have to go a wee bit back in my story. And, and uh, you know, like us all, we've came out of the world, so we've been the Gentiles, we've not been living with God, we don't know anything about the kingdom of supply and provision of God, we don't know about the principles. Uh, and then I, I go to a certain church, and I hear a lot about giving, but I don't see a lot of generosity. So... This made me suspicious. And that's my story at that point. It wasn't, it wasn't with all the people I was about, but that, that was what, at that point, it made me question the principles because of what I saw demonstrated. And I almost excused myself for years about what I, how I acted with money because of how somebody else acted with money. And, uh, you know, so... That's why I'm saying I, I come here humbled. I, I, I'm actually uh, saying I want this. I want the updates of this. I, I, I might know some of these things, but there's certain things that you're going, how much are you living? When I see somebody like, like John who's, who's never, no asking me for anything, giving, but you have, to, you have to be trusting God to give at that level. You have to be able to be trusting that as I seek God's kingdom and as I live in his uh, this, the, 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 uh, the, according to the laws and the principles of his kingdom I have to know that I'm trusting him to supply and add abundantly uh, to, to my life uh, so my, as I say my, my main goal is I want, I don't just believe there's a rhythm of grace for rest as the message says in Matthew 11 I believe there's a rhythm of grace for giving and finances I believe, I've read a, I read a book with this guy, Robert Morris, a pastor in America called The Blessed Life. And, and uh, he, he was, it's profound. In, in months, God had given away nine cars and God had given him nine back. God had taught him the need to be, I want to get things to you. 
and I, so that I can get them through you. And uh, as Vince will teach a wee bit more on that. Uh, but, you know, there's that sense of the excitement of yeah. Charles. In the first week at, uh, I came to the House of Prayer Church, Charles got a word for the, the seed in the 5,000, I think it was. And, and, and he, he was speaking about the oversupply of the abundance that was left. But the biggest part of the miracle, and Charles touched on it, was the biggest part of the miracle was the disciples who had nothing, and we've got nothing, we've got nothing, but we'll send them away to go and get some. They passed on what Jesus gave them. That, that was part of the miracle. The miracle where they happened if they kept it to themselves and, and stored it up and hoarded it and said, oh, it's all mine and I don't, uh, I've not got it much. Yeah. And that poverty mentality that I had for years, been on benefits and all that, you know, you learn, I've not got a lot. So I need to, I need to, I need to grasp and hold on to what I do get. Yeah. But, but for me, with that picture and that, 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 that scene there and the, and the, you know, the, the feeding of the 5,000, they were passing it on. And that was that was a, one of the biggest miracles that they didn't just hold it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So as I say, there's a rhythm of grace in the giving and receiving. And I want to be a great giver. When I've been studying this, I remember my wee grand, see when she died, what was my words? The, it was simple wee woman, but the giving grand, that, she, I never left her without her giving me something. Mm-hmm. She gave, she gave, she gave. It was just generosity. And it should give you a last. But there was something about her that 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 was you know the love that you had for somebody who gave you yeah. to you, you loved them so much, you know. And that remember in John chapter four, have you know have you knew the giving God? <laughs> Jesus said, if you knew the God, the God who gives, you'd have asked me and I'd have gave you loving what you know. That's generous, the generosity in, 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 of God, you know. Um, so I and that, that for me that grasping thing that's holding tightly it's a problem it's been a problem because it's what, what's at the back of it is fear because I've come out of poverty I've come out of benefits and I'm still thinking I can't do this and I've we, 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 one of the boys we've worked with he's not here today uh, I remember when he just came off of benefits he, he was so scared and he had this dream and it, you know it was basically it, it was basically showing him you have been so dependent on this income that you're, you're scared of stepping out. And how foolish is that when you think of... You th- I know it's no foolish when you don't know any better, because it's no foolish. Your fears are the main... The main the, that, what you know is what, what, what you know at the time. But when you start to know that... Here's what, here's what Jesus says. Here's how he invites us to live. Here's what he will say he will do. It's like, that's so much more exciting. Because yeah, here, here's my first experience of that. Ah, then we were staying in Coburnley. I got married, uh, stayed in a council house in Coburnley, but we wanted a bigger house. Now, I, I always wanted my own house. So I was praying and uh, I felt so a seed for a house. So I had five grand savings. Aye, it was five something. And I was going to show a thousand pound. And I went away up the hill and I, and I, was, I, I was quiet before God and he says, so it all. And I was, okay. I heard, I heard that. I believed that. My wife wasn't in total agreement. <laughs> she was a bit, she was a bit uh, uncertain, right? Should we say? And uh, so I saw the seed. We saw it to ministries we know uh, in different parts of the world, which was really good. And then we get through this process of getting this house, and it was amazing uh, that I was working in residential childcare at the time. We found us, we found a scheme that helped first-time buyers, which just was a godsend because it meant I could go on the market for cheaper. 
and and it, it, there were certain car- uh, criteria to it that you know you, you because of how many bedrooms we needed, we needed four bedrooms, but we're allowed to get an extra bedroom, so we were, we were allowed to get a five bedroom house, and, but it meant five bedrooms and a living room. So, MD knows what a, big, a five bedroom looks like because of the space downstairs. Usually, there's that much space; it's not just one room. So we found this property, and I had it on my wall. I was believing oh, this is the one, and it all fell through. And I was gutted. I was writing the letters to the, you know, Alistair who stayed with us at the time, Linda, my, or my stepson, who was autistic, and we're writing to the social work, writing to the school, asking them to help us, but it just fell through, and then I lose my job. Um, so we were just had to accept it. So months later, I mean, nine months later, t- tried for tons of jobs, never got them. Then I eventually got a job in the forest with, with a Christian friend of mine. And uh, I then feel and said, go and look for a house. So me and Linda go and view the house we're in now. I didn't, I didn't, it was a huge house. It was, it was, it was like other people were in seeing it and I couldn't even hear them where, where, when we were in the house. I was like, wow, this place is massive. But it wasn't done up very well. And uh, I wasn't that excited about it. And I run away. I was doing a training thing in Coburnity that day and I just rush out the door and my wife finds a 5p at the door. And then she, she, she tells me a few nights later... She said, I keep finding five peas in the, in, the, in, the, in the washing machine and this and that. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at her, and she, and, and she said, listen to me, she said, God said to her, the parable of the five talents. Talents, parable of talents, but she said the five. And she, and, 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 and she goes, I feel God's going to give us this house and he wants, he's investing it in us because he wants a return. And I just have to laugh my chair because I'm going, how much did we give away? Five so, and it, it just fitted beautifully. God gave us this house. It was miraculous. But, and we never had the money for the deposit. And it got given to us overnight in a, in a bank account. I went outside. I remember walking. I go, see if I ever doubt you again. I just, I was thinking, you are so, the provision that God gave. So, so I've experienced his supply in these moments. But I'm also aware I want to live I want to live more consistently in it. So, the, the other wee thing I want to say today is, just to, as a context, is that first part about seeking ye first. It's something we need, to, we need, uh, we need uh, encouraged to do, instructed to do even, because you're actually saying, who, who, what one of us has ever just after a back, maybe some of us have, but, Without a wee bit of encouragement or inspiration, do we actually just say, I am going to set my goal and desire on seeking after what God says about, about the laws are given and receiving? Am I going to figure out what, how God, his laws of supply and principles of, of, of provision, have I, have I really set myself to go, I'm going to find out what he says, so that I can redouble my effort, I can double the amount of time, if it's zero, then we need to start doing something, but if you, if, you, if you redouble your efforts to actually figure out what's the spiritual truths governing all this, because the back of it is the promise of all these things will be added to you. The things that these guys are striving after, the things that these guys are, are, are almost getting heart attacks about. He says, I will add these to you abundantly. I will lavishly give what you need. 
God knows what you need. He says, your father, your father, he, f- he feeds the birds, he clothes the grass, the f- flowers. So do you know how he's going to clothe and feed and provide for? So knowing that, and that's what I saw in John, that's what I saw in Vincent, he'll share more. I, I don't know about yourselves yet, but I'm lo- looking forward to hear Alan and Jim. But you know, but when I look at John Eldridge and I experience, you've got faith to give so generously. And without actually saying, by the way, you, you don't reap where you sow, you reap what you sow. I've heard that before because we hang I've gave to them they should be giving back to me now you know and you get trapped into that they should be giving to me I don't reap where I sow I reap what I sow so that's the thing I mean to be able to say I'm giving but I'm saying God I'm trusting you you're my provider and that's a trap that somebody's fond of you know with people you know Vince's got stories others have got stories of people promising and then you, you go you put your hope in that but then it brings you back to, if that doesn't come through, I put my hope in Jesus. Yeah. I put my hope in him. My, he is my only supply. So the second thing, just before, but a few questions just to orient ourselves, was this promise of I will add to you is the law of supply. Jesus again, Luke 6.38. He, he basically says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give back into your bosom. So this is the message. It's really, really helpful. Talk about, about the, how we give when it comes to forgiveness and no judging and loving each other. Love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out of this God-created identity, the way our Father lives towards us, generously and graciously. Even when we're at our worst, yeah. he's generous and gracious. Yeah, that's true. Our Father is kind, so you be kind. Give away your life, and you'll be, and life will be given back. But not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Given not getting as away. Generosity begets or reproduces generosity. Just a few wee scriptures to, to finish this. A couple of proverbs. This is a message I've been studying it since we started this, just to figure, get the message in different translations, looking for the, the scriptures on it. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And that, and that, that, that stingy thing, I mean, I know that if it, that's you, just keep looking forward, maybe they'll know. But, uh, but you know, that mean, we've all, we're all... You know, I first met Charles, and I remember he had, and it, but, but you know, there was a sense of he was pointing at me. You, you, you know, you're t- you've no, you've no got a lot. You know, you're you're being tight. So f- maybe maybe I can see you now. I'm starting to recognise this, but I might my back my brother because I told me twenty years ago. You know, <laughs> so but you know this this stinginess talks about you're ungenerous, you're miserly, tight-fisted, and it's, it speaks about grasping. And, and, it, and, it, and it's about, I'm holding on. But understanding what's behind it is fear. Yeah. It's the fear of, fear of lack. Poverty. I'm, I'm going to lack if I give. Because there's, there's a faith in. Uh, so, the stinginess. Mean, ungenerous, tight-fisted, miserly. 
uh, you know, we've not a give, we are, we are, you know, stingy, have stingy, th- stinginess in our hearts, because yeah. our world just gets smaller and smaller. Does anybody know people in the world whose lives, because of it, wait, wait till you hear this in the message, listen to that one. A greedy and grasping person destroys community. See, see, I, I mean, I know somebody I'm thinking about that because they will not give, they don't give to people. They've not got any community in their heart. They don't care about anybody else. And their lives, they think, yeah. they think that, I don't know, they're protecting themselves. But actually, what they're doing is they're actually isolating themselves. Because the more I give, as, as, as you know, the guys at Broken Chains know, you know, the more we're helping others, the more your life is enriched by those who get helped. But those who refuse to exploit, it's refuse to be greedy and grasping, they live and let live. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. So it's great news. And this is it for, this is it for Proverbs. Uh, the finishing one is Luke. Uh, and Luke 8, it gives a wee bit more understanding the stingy thing. Because it says generosity reproduces generosity. Yeah, yeah. Like my gran, like John, what he's been like to me. See the man he's gave to me. The man I've been going, I'm so into him. I'm so into him. I'm so. He's not asking for it. But I've been more generous because I'm seeing generosity. Stinginess impoverishes. When when we're mean, tight-fisted, grasping, it impoverishes. Because God can't fill a blocked vessel. God, if I'm holding on to my wee tight hands on my back, I'm holding on, I'm not getting it away. But when I give it, God, it opens the door for God to give to us. So, with all that said, just a wee introduction. So I'll just put a bit of quiet visual. These are just questions to orient before we move into these next sessions. Because until we say, there's where I am, here's where I'm at, when we identify that, then we're open then to receive update. Because some Jim, some Vince, some Alan will say it might actually help with the, the you know the opening of something in these areas. So I'll just put a wee a wee bit of quiet music on and just take a take a few take a bit of time just to answer mm-hmm. the questions, please. So guys, at this point in the session, we paused for orientation questions. With all that said, we were asking the questions, where are we at in our relationship to generosity and giving? Have you adapted to God's kingdom laws and principles or are you still mainly operating out of worldly ways? Second question is, do you find it easy to give in faith, trusting God to supply all your needs? Or do you find yourself grasping tightly to what you have, scared that more won't come in? So I'll just close with prayer, but I encourage you, just these thoughts, these questions, they're important to take the time to ask. Because because you're busy lives and the way our default operating systems usually just run, so we, uh, you know, it's important to say take the time, yeah. take the time and ask God on these things. Because an unexamined life is no worth living. Remember, remember First Corinthians eleven, 
the reason many are weak and sick and have died among you, Paul says, is because they never thoroughly examined and judged themselves. And that's not just weak physically, it's mentally, it's financially, it's spiritually. Weak, sick, and have died because we never thoroughly examined and judged ourselves. So the need to, to examine ourselves and say, right, God, speak to me about this. I don't want to just assume that I'm all right here. We're all works in progress. I need updates. There's mind renewal needed, you know, that will change everything. I want, I want to live closer and closer. I want that impartation. I want to live in that rhythm of your grace and supply and provision. So we just agree on that as we close this session. God, we just thank you that you promise as we seek your kingdom first, you're the king's domain, the, king, the, 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 the realm that the king rules over. As we seek your kingdom, your inner kingdom, the spiritual kingdom, and the truths that govern it. God, in all your right way of doing things, and we seek after it with our hearts, he promises that all the things that those without God are spending their lives, you know, burning themselves out, searching after, working hard after, you will give to us. So God, we just bless you that we, Lord, we know that's radical thinking when, we, when we've been living in a world that just... It's always been about you. You don't deserve it unless you work hard for it. God, I thank you that we ninnies deserve your salvation. It was it was by grace through faith, and we thank you that these laws that govern giving and receiving, God, it's not by our effort. It's by learning them and honouring you and obeying you in them, and saying, "I trust my Father. I don't have to worry or fret. I trust Him. He knows what I need, and He will provide." So I just pray, help us the day, update us in larger capacity to receive as we as we move into these next sessions. God, inspire us, correct our thinking, and update us in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.